0: listening to smith talk with keith smith that would be me free thinking american educator bringing you conservative commentary and analysis on the news of the moment along with life advice and random facts currently i teach civics and economics to high school seniors i am a u.s military veteran active duty air force army national guard and air force reserve thanks for listening Hello and welcome to this episode of Smith Talk, a week in review. Well, if you've watched the news this last week or if you paid attention to it, mainstream media, as most people do, swipe to the left on your phone, swipe to the right and see what your news feed gives you. This is what you saw. This is what you've been seeing. Here we go to CNN headline. DOJ took 11 sets of classified documents from Mar-a-Lago. The search warrant for Trump's home identifies three possible crimes. As the reasoning behind the search, including violations of the Espionage Act. Next chapter in Trump Russian collusion collusion maybe. Mm-hmm. FBI investigating unprecedented number of threats against the bureau in wake of Mar-a-Lago search. I could go on with, with uh, CNN there. Let's go to MSNBC. FBI took 11 sets of classified documents from Mar-a-Lago. Trump Mar-a-Lago search warrant obtained by NBC News reveals items of suspicion. Search warrant sheds light on seriousness of Trump's Mar-a-Lago scandal, scandal, scandal. That's what they want it to be. Trump world has slowly realized that the boss is in real trouble. That's what they hope. That's what they really hope for. And from NPR, the supposed independent nonpartisan government-funded news site the fbi collected multiple sets of classified documents from trump's mar-a-lago home the many investigations surrounding donald trump january 6 mar-a-lago taxes and more well there you have it folks there you have it that's what's in the news that's what's in the mainstream media if you've been following it time for the real story this last week is just the next chapter in the book of Trump persecution. They opened up to a fresh a fresh page in the book and started writing. The persecution of Donald Trump, this book began the moment he came down the escalator in 2016 and announced that he was going to run for president. They went nuts. They came c- completely and totally unhinged, and they still are totally unhinged. This persecution, as we know, continued while he was in the White House, and now we have this. We all know about how, if you've been following conservative news, if you haven't, that Hillary Clinton and the Democrat National Committee, among other things, hired Fusion GPS, an opposition research company, to get dirt on Donald Trump. The company then, in turn, went and dug up a British spy with connections to Russia who put together the fake dossier bought and paid for by the DNC. Then they planted it in the news. Eventually, this dossier made its way to the Justice Department, to the FBI. The FBI, knowing that the information was false and unsubstantiated, used it to convince a judge that Trump was a threat to national security and tried to get a or did get a warrant to spy on his campaign. So we know this happened while he was in the white house again same thing they impeached him twice on pretty weak charges both times and now we have this and all of this in addition to constant negative coverage in most of the media consistently attacking hit pieces half-truths lies outright lies sometimes presenting things in the most negative light, selective reporting, selective editing, all of this stuff. They have flung everything they could at Donald Trump. And why have they done this? Well, they've done it because he is an outsider. From the beginning, they did not like him. He was a billionaire, self-made. They've tried to attack that. Self-made. He owed allegiance to nobody but the people who voted for him, unlike most of the members of Congress or a lot of our elected officials and appointed officials. Fealty to nobody but the American people. And he ran on a platform to reform the government and make it smaller. The government has grown exponentially over the last few decades. And as the government has grown, our individual rights, our individual sovereignty has slowly eroded and diminished. And he was going to fight against that. And indeed, he did more than any other conservative president in that regard, except perhaps for Ronald Reagan. And I think in some ways more than Ronald Reagan. And for this reason, they hate his guts. Donald Trump is the biggest threat to the establishment that has run this country and run it into the ground for the longest time. The leftists, the Democrats, those on the left who want to create dependence They want to divide and conquer. They want a permanent class that can be ruled by them. And Donald Trump represents the greatest threat to that. And when they think of him being president again, they mentally completely lose it. The very thought of Donald Trump attaining power again drives them insane. And they see the writing on the wall. They see weak Joe Biden, who ran a campaign from His basement who can't even read off a teleprompter who can't go out in public without making some sort of gaffe who looks like what the north koreans would call a dotard i looked that one up dotard a a senile old man weak weak on the world stage they see what the economy looks like and people remember what it was like while trump was president the best economy in 50 years pre-covid And he did it in a record short amount of time. We suffered under eight years of stagflation or a stagnant economy under Barack Obama. And Trump turned it around in a matter of just a couple of years. And they see the disaster that our foreign policy is on the world stage, how people are suffering, and they really— are scared to death of what Donald Trump might do to diminish their power, their hold over the people. They saw what happened with Ronald Reagan after the disaster that were the four years of Jimmy Carter to the economy. By the way, Jimmy Carter, nice guy, and in many regards, an honorable gentleman, but a terrible president. In fact, Biden and Jimmy Carter, you could compare those two. If you know anything about history, they have a lot in common. Only I think that Biden is far worse. He's, he's going to leave the world in a far more dangerous position and place, and the United States far more weaker by the time he is done doing what he is doing to this country. So do you want to know what goes through the leftist liberal Democrat mind when they think of Donald Trump becoming... They won't say this with their mouth. Well, some of them will, but the ones you see on TV, the pundits, if you will, Nancy Pelosi or take your pick of any other leftist, when they think of Donald Trump becoming president again, let me tell you, I'm going to play right now. I was able to tap into here, the liberal mind here, to channel them and to record here what goes through their mind as they think of Donald Trump as president of the United States again. You want to hear it? You want to hear it? You do. You want to hear it, don't you? Yeah, you want to hear it. All right, here it goes. I'm going to roll it. Donald J. Trump is now President of the United States. President of the Mr. Trump for the moment. Step through for
1: what the first time. What a great address. honor to be able to
0: introduce for the first time ever anywhere the forty-fifth president of the United States of America, Donald Trump seriously that is what goes through their mind i was able to channel it yeah in reality that was a recording of a group of nutty leftists on inauguration day 2017 january 2017 the day president trump took office and they just absolutely went ape went Went nuts, wailing, moaning, gnashing of teeth, foaming at the mouth, people rolling on the ground. Absolutely nuts. Mentally, that's what happens when they think of him being president again. And that is exactly why they have decided to raid the president's house and go through his stuff. They actually went through Melania's closet. They took boxes of documents. They took a menu from his birthday. They took a napkin. They took a whole bunch of stuff. And this is just the latest effort to try to throw something at Donald Trump, hoping that it sticks and hoping that maybe they can damage him enough that he won't run or that, you know, maybe the GOP won't nominate him or maybe they can somehow prohibit him or ban him from running. That's what the whole January 6th committee thing is about. The so-called insurrection, the non-insurrection story for another day there. Well, what I'm gonna do is here, I'm gonna break down for you what exactly happened and why it's messed up. What are the laws that they're talking about here? And maybe give you a little bit of ammo. Somebody says, starts talking about this. You'll have something that you can say, some information that's real information, true information to come back with and, and break that down for you here. Understand, wrap your mind around this. Maybe, hopefully something that maybe you haven't heard. So the warrant, the warrant from the Department of Justice Here's a timeline for you was signed by the judge this mad u.s magistrate judge in florida bruce reinhardt on august 5th and they waited three full days the fbi did before they conducted this raid why did they do that they did it because they wanted to wait for trump and his family not to be in his house trump left went with melania and he took off and went to new york why did he go to new york He had a deposition. He got called in by the uh, New York Attorney General, I believe it was, and they wanted to grill him. He invoked his Fifth Amendment rights and told him to go pound sand. It's not even a criminal case. It's a civil case. It's just nutty. So they didn't want him to be home. Just not too long before that, in June, the FBI showed up. They wanted to see where he had his documents, where they were secured. All presidents, when they leave the White House, they take their stuff with them. They have it packed up. They don't pack it. They have somebody pack it for them, their staff. They pack it up and they take it. And that includes documents. And they secure it. And every president has a presidential library where they keep. And the presidential libraries are run by the National Archives. And they store and and keep under lock and key the president's documents. So they came. Obviously, Donald Trump doesn't have an, a presidential library yet. They came. They looked at where he was storing some information they looked at what he had and they said you know what make this a little bit more secure throw some locks on it put some more locks on it or whatever it was and secure it so he did he's okay i'll do that and then they go and get this warrant and come back after him so they're going after him on a few different things and initially there was a lot of talk about the presidential records act this is a law goes back to richard nixon up until nixon every president kept their stuff if they wanted to or they gave it away they did what they wanted with it that is documents related to their presidency nixon's like whatever congress i'm not going to give it to you so congress passed a law the presidential records act requiring the president to hand over or put under national archive protection or custody if you will all of their documents related to their presidency nothing person the personal stuff is there is they going to keep it but anything related to their official job as president of the united states they have to hand over well here's the deal all of the materials that they took from trump uh, from trump's house in mar-a-lago donald trump says were declassified i'm going to read here from an article in epoch times former president donald trump on friday said that the alleged allegedly classified materials that would be today he this is a new story from today that all of these materials that the Federal Bureau of Investigation sought in the agency's raid of his Mar-a-Lago resort were all declassified. Number one, it was all declassified. Trump wrote on Truth Social. And Trump's comments directly contradict media news, which I read to you at the beginning of the CNN, MSN, all this, following the raid that the documents were top secret. The Washington Post citing anonymous sources claiming that the documents contained information about uh, information about nuclear weapons. Oh no, Trump's got the launch codes. Trump, of course, said it was a hoax. Nuclear weapons issue was a hoax, just like Russia, Russia, Russia was a hoax. Two impeachments were a hoax. The Mueller investigation was a hoax and much more, Trump wrote on Truth Social Friday morning. The warrant uh, did not pinpoint what probable cause that the FBI had established to conduct the raid. In order to do something like this, they have to have probable cause. Fourth Amendment right. Freedom from unreasonable searches and seizures. It's very specific that if you're going to conduct a search, there has to be probable cause. They have to prove to a judge. In in this case, it was a judge. I'm going to tell you about this judge here in a little bit. Bruce Reinhardt, the guy's a piece of work. But anyway, he authorizes this and then they go in, they wait for him to be gone and they go in. And by the way, when they went in to, to execute this search warrant, none of trump's attorneys were around they didn't notify trump they didn't notify his attorneys they waited for him to be gone by the time his attorneys showed up they were already in there going through his stuff through his personal stuff and through his wife's through like i said through her closet and her personal effects and they would not let her in and they didn't want to show her the warrant and it was only upon her insistence that they showed it to her this is third world soviet union kgb kind of stuff so while the warrant did not pinpoint probable cause it showed the items that federal agents took so they handed over a list of the things that they took which quote included various classified ts sci documents i'll tell you that stands for top secret secret compartmented information that's the highest uh, highest level of classifications or one of the highest uh binders of photos a grant of clemency to Roger Stone, uh, other confidential documents, miscellaneous secret documents, and miscellaneous top secret documents. So the question becomes whether Trump, by simply possessing any of these documents, would have violated any federal laws listed on the search warrant. And these are the these are the federal codes listed on the warrant: uh, 18 U.S. Code 2071 concealment removal or mutilation of public records, 18 U.S. Code 793, gathering, transmitting, or losing defense information, 18 U.S. Code 1519, destruction, alteration, or falsification of records and federal investigations and bankruptcy. So to answer this question about whether or not it was de- declassified or whether or not he should have been able to have it, reading here from, again, from this Epoch Times article, according to Mike Davis, President of the Article 3 Project and former law clerk under Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch, the President of the United States can declassify records by simply leaving the White House with them. The President, and I quote here, quote, The President of the United States has both a constitutional and statutory power to declassify anything he wants. So the President, as President, can declassify whatever they want. That's what Trump's saying. I was President. You know, if I have this stuff, I declassified it, right? Quote from Davis here, if President Trump left the White House with classified records, they are declassified by his actions. As discussed, the office of former President Trump, like every other former president's federal office, is equipped and secure enough to handle these declassified records, Davis added. This is a routine dispute with bureaucrats at the National Archives, whether these are presidential records. Davis cited Department of the Navy versus Egan, a ruling, a 1988 Supreme Court decision that Davis says shows that the president possesses the constitutional power to classify and declassify records regardless of any statute passed by Congress. The president, after all, is the commander in chief of the United States Army and the United States Navy. The Supreme Court ruled at that time his authority to classify and control access to information bearing on national security and to determine whether an individual is sufficiently trustworthy. To occupy a position in the executive branch that will give that person access to such information flows primarily from this constitutional investment of power in the president and exists quite apart from any explicit congressional grant. So, as commander in chief, according to the Constitution, the president has the power to do this, to declassify, according to the Supreme Court ruling, to declassify this stuff. When President Trump, and I quote here, from davis when president trump had the records sent to mar-a-lago they were declassified former presidents don't have this power but trump did did this as the president and so therefore uh, we can deduce that these are in fact or were in fact declassified they were under lock and key if you go to the i've been to the ronald reagan presidential library it's run by the national archives in the reagan presidential library and any other presidential library the national archives Keeps under lock and key documents that are classified and must be declassified for the public to see, to have access to them. No former presidents have ever been prosecuted for the reason that the FBI allegedly told sources close to Trump that motivated this raid. Namely, Trump was nominally required by the Presidential Records Act to return the materials to the National Archives and Records Administration upon the conclusion of his term. But allegedly didn't national archives and records administration is abbreviated nara n-a-r-a republicans in congress had something to say about this they sent a letter to the uh acting united states archivist so that is the person in charge of the national archives in charge of of having custody and taking care of these and supervising these records and i quote from this letter that they sent this week to the national archives quote nara's That would be the National Archives. Singling out of President Trump's handling of official records stands starkly in contrast to the way NARA has treated far clearer violations committed by politicians and officials who are not Republicans. So, 20 Republicans, including numerous uh, ranking committee members, wrote uh, this was on August 10th, two days ago, in a letter addressed to the acting United States archivist, Deborah Wall. Um, and sent this information. And they went on and they said here, explained that reports that point to recent U.S. administrations, violations of the Presidential Records Act, for example, Bill Clinton had some issues and they did nothing. So quoting here from this letter, the seeming weaponization of the federal government against President Joe Biden's political rivals cannot go unchecked. And if NARA is working to further these efforts, It will only be the latest agency to lose its credibility in the eyes of the American people under the Biden administration, the Republican lawmakers wrote. You have the National Archives working with the Department of Justice and the FBI to try to allege that the president has not handed over for proper custody various items, perhaps, and and suggesting that he may have uh, violated the Presidential Records Act or the other three U.S. codes that I listed there. Trump revealed earlier this week that the FBI, like I said, had been recently, recently been given a tour of the place where the records were stored. And at the time, the FBI only suggested that Trump further secure the storage space. So a quote from a post on Truth Social from President Trump, in early June, the DOJ and FBI asked my legal representatives to put an extra lock on the door leading to the place where the boxes were stored in Mar-a-Lago, and we agreed. They were shown the secured area and the boxes themselves, Trump added. Then on Monday, without notification or warning, an army of agents broke into Mar-a-Lago, went to the same storage area, ripped open the lock that they had asked to be installed. Like I said, this is a political assault on Donald Trump. They are trying to prevent him from running. As I said, the very thought of him becoming president again just drives them mad. So the Attorney General of the United States came out And in an extremely, I was thinking about throwing the audio of it of it in here, a little bit of it, but I'm not gonna do that. Not gonna not gonna give Merrick Garland any airtime here. Go look it up, it's on YouTube. Merrick Garland finally came out of hiding to respond to what happened at Mar-a-Lago. Merrick Garland is the attorney general of the United States, and he came out and it looked like he looked like a deer in the headlights. It was about two and a half minutes long. His voice is kind of quavering. hes You can tell his like mouth is dry. He's reading from a teleprompter. Extremely cynical what he said and basically said, Donald Trump or nobody's above the law and we're acting within our jurisdiction and we're going to make sure, you know. Let me tell you who Merrick Garland is. Merrick Garland is a far left extremist activist. He was appointed to the Washington, D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals in 1997 by President Bill Clinton and eventually served as its chief judge from 2013 to 2020. Barack Obama nominated Garland to serve as an associate justice of the Supreme Court in March 2016 after the passing of Justice Anton Scalia, if you recall. Scalia passed away, Obama nominated Merrick Garland, and the Republican majority of the Senate, the way it works, the president gets to appoint federal judges and Supreme Court justices, but the United States Senate gets to say yes or no. They, get, they have to approve any nominee. And the Republicans had the majority and they saw the election coming up in less than a year. And they said, nope, we're going to hold this seat open until the next president is elected. We're going to wait and see. And hopefully we get a Republican to nominate somebody who's going to be a conservative or an originalist on the court like Scalia was. And of course, the Democrats were absolutely incensed about this. They had meltdowns about this. You know, they would have done the same thing if the situation were reversed. Eventually, Donald Trump nominated Neil Gorsuch to fill the vacant seat that was, as the leftists—if uh, listen anybody on the left that uh, talk about the Supreme Court—they all say Merrick Garland should have been on the Supreme Court, not Neil Gorsuch. And this, the Senate, of course, under Republican control, confirmed to Neil Gorsuch who is one of the conservative justices on the Supreme Court today. Fast forward here, Joe Biden becomes president January of 2021 and he tosses Garland a consolation prize. He appointed him to be the US Attorney General. And, and the US Attorney General is the chief prosecutor if you will of the United States. Think of it like your county district attorney. That's his job. His job is to prosecute federal crimes all across the United States to oversee that. It's a very powerful position pretty high up in the line of presidential succession. If enough people die, at the same time, he gets to become president. I think he's like number five down on the list there, five or six, four, five or six. And so he's in there in the presidential line of succession. They tossed him a bone. Merrick Garland is an activist. He was, you know, just a couple parents upset with curriculum in schools, showing up at school board meetings, voicing their opinions. And he puts out a memo saying to FBI agents across the country to be on the lookout and basically keep their eye on parents showing up at school board meetings because they're voicing their opinions about something that they don't like. And so this is Merrick Garland. He's He is a political hack. He does not belong anywhere near the office of a U.S. Attorney General. He is the one who and admittedly signed off on this. Personally, I believe that this could not have happened without uh, Joe Biden knowing about it the white house alleges that he he knows nothing about it didn't have any knowledge of this which it could be true he might have known they might have told him but then he forgot so who is this magistrate judge this u.s magistrate judge bruce reinhardt who signed off on this search warrant who looked at the evidence that the fbi had supposedly on donald trump and said yeah okay go ahead you have a warrant go go ahead and you've got enough probable cause to go through his personal effects, to go break into his wife's closet, to go through his house while he's not there. Something that you would normally do to drug dealers, to kidnappers, to people suspected of serious crimes. We took 30 FBI agents that should have been out looking for drug traffickers, smugglers, human traffickers, and we sent them into the president's house to get a bunch of boxes. So who was the judge that signed off on this warrant? This Bruce Reinhart. Well, from 1996 to 2008, he worked as an assistant U.S. attorney in West Palm Beach. In 2008, he worked out as a U.S. attorney. He was on a team of U.S. attorneys that worked out a plea deal with the pedophile pervert Jeffrey Epstein, under which he would not have to do time. So he works out this plea deal. Hey Jeffrey, you know, and gives him a plea deal as a situation where. They say, instead of going to jail, you're going to be on community service or probation or whatever. You're not going to go to jail. Work out a plea deal with Epstein. Immediately after that, he quit his job, went into private practice. One of his main clients, guess who? Jeffrey Epstein. He became a defense attorney and represented a, a bunch of Epstein's staff members. So that's what he did. Raised some red flags there for anybody. And it says something about this guy's character. Since 2018, Reinhardt has been a Florida or a federal magistrate judge in the state of Florida. Federal magistrate judges are selected by other federal judges, not appointed by the president of the United States and confirmed by the Senate. Maybe they should be after looking at this. Maybe, maybe they should change that. Anyway, he has a long history of endorsing woke anti-Trump viewpoints on his Facebook page, according to an article in Breitbart Uh, images, among other things, images that appear to be of Reinhardt's Facebook page as seen by Breitbart News show that Reinhardt uh, praised leftist Robert Reich for his criticism of Donald Trump. He has accused former President Trump of lacking moral stature. Uh, Among other things, he he shared a woke video about white privilege. Bruce Reinhardt is no friend of Donald Trump. And in fact, federal judges don't belong anywhere near social media throwing out their opinion he should have he should have at very least recused himself from this situation when the fbi showed up asking for a warrant he should have said sorry because of my social media posts because of what i've said publicly about donald trump i am going to have to recuse myself you're going to have to have somebody else look at the evidence not me and get uh, and and brought in another magistrate judge instead of himself but he didn't you're not going to find this anywhere in the mainstream media this is just an example of how they are totally railroading Donald Trump, and they're throwing whatever they can at the wall and seeing what sticks with him legally to try to prevent him from running. Hypocrisy. This is blatant hypocrisy. I could give you a bunch of examples. The best example that comes to mind is Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, in her role as Secretary of State, which is a very important position. She was Secretary of State under Barack Obama. The Secretary of State represents the United States diplomatically on the world stage. They are in charge of the State Department, very important stuff, have access to top secret, the highest, some of the highest levels of classification, just like the President of the United States, a lot of the same stuff. They have access to uh, the President's daily briefing and stuff like this as a member of his cabinet. Here's what Clinton did. Hillary Clinton, as Secretary of State, she used a private phone, a BlackBerry phone, and a private server. Both of those things are illegal, prohibited by law. She handled classified information during her tenure as Secretary of State. Instead of using a phone that was handed to her and that was encrypted and under the protection or surveillance of the U.S. government, she used her own. She used her own server. She sent and received email messages that were classified some of them with the highest levels of classification on a private server. She used a private company to manage her servers. She shared these servers with the Clinton Foundation, a whole another story, that like corrupt organization. She said at first that these servers were located in the basement of her house in Chappaqua, New York. Wrong. She lied about the location. They were located at the Clinton Foundation, shared with the Clinton Foundation, and so Clinton Foundation employees were also using this. It was not encrypted, not protected. It got hacked by Russians, among others, probably the Chinese too. Emails were stolen. And when all of this was discovered, they told her to hand hand over her emails, to hand over her phones and stuff. Well, what did she do? She had the private her she had the phones destroyed. She had the servers wiped clean. She handed over some of her emails, among which they found some that were classified. But she refused to hand over over 33,000 other emails. Because they were private, they contained private information about her daughter's wedding, and you know, baking cookies or cookie recipes or something like that, right? While I was on active duty in the Air Force, I served as a military linguist. They sent me to the language school in Monterey, California. They taught me Russian, and I worked in military intelligence—the ultimate oxymoron—and as a, a linguist and an analyst, I had a top secret security clearance. I had access to top secret. Information. Some of the things that I worked with found their way to the president's daily briefing. So I understand. If I had done what Hillary Clinton did, I would still be in jail. And this was over 15 years ago. I would still be in jail if I was caught and convicted. I remember one time, I and if you got caught with anything in a secure, uh, what they call it, a skiff, secret compartmented information facility. If you get caught with a, a USB, a cell phone, any kind of device in there, you get interrogated. You can lose your clearance. You can go to jail. That's a federal violation. I remember one time I walked through the main gate of the compound. I I swiped my, my card. You had, you, you had your ID card. You swiped it. And if you had access, you got in. I took about 10 steps into the facility and realized I had my cell phone in my pocket that I'd forgotten to leave it in the car. And I almost crapped my pants and I didn't say anything. I turned around. I walked back out through the gate. I went to my car. I left my phone there and I came back because I knew what would happen to me if I got caught. All of this had come to light and was under investigation. Clinton ran for president in 2016. And at the time, the FBI director, James Comey, refused to indict her, even though there was all of this evidence. By the way, James Comey left the FBI, got fired by Trump, rightly so, and went on to become a huge Trump critic, wrote uh, a favorite of left-wing media organizations, wrote a hit piece bestseller book uh, in which he criticized Donald Trump. He continues to give anti-Trump speeches, write anti-Trump op-eds, stuff like this. That's James Comey. What a double standard. What a tremendous double standard. But I have news for you. I got news for you, as I want to say this latest leftist plan is going to backfire. It's already backfiring. Practically, they've launched Trump's 2024 campaign. There are a lot of Republicans. You had Mitch McConnell, a lot of the establishment Republicans, they don't like Donald Trump for some of the same reasons that the Democrats didn't like him. They couldn't control him. Not a puppet like Joe Biden is. So you had Mitch McConnell and a lot of establishment Republicans distancing themselves from Trump and and hoping secretly that he does not run or loses in the primary. But after this, they're out there saying, you know what, this is wrong. And they see the writing on the wall. And this is bringing together Trump's base news out this, just this last week from a Rasmussen poll. This has Republicans extremely motivated to vote. 70% of independents in the poll stated that they believe this was politically motivated and th- that they are also highly motivated to vote in the upcoming midterm election and the 20, 2024 election. That does not bode well for whatever Democrat candidate happens to be, whether it's Sleepy Joe or somebody else. And and Trump, Trump takes everything they throw at him and he turns it around, right? They say Trump's tweets are fake news. He t- then he turns it around on him. He says, you guys are all fake news, okay? But he turned it around on them. At least it's avoided in the leftist media. They try. They used it on Trump first. He turned it around on him, and then it's like, okay, oh, we can't use that. Back to the drawing board. So Trump, on the day after this raid, Tuesday, released a political ad. I'm going to wrap it up today with that ad. You can find it on Rumble. You can find it on YouTube. This is the audio of it. Highly effective ad, and I, I think it's launched the president's campaign. But we shall see. I hope so i hope he runs and my prediction is that none of this sticks just like none of it none of the rest of it has and that uh he will hopefully in january of 2025 again take the oath of office and become the 47th president of the united states so before i roll it thanks for listening please share these with people you know if you if you find this interesting share it i put out episodes in spanish if you know somebody who's more comfortable in spanish and that may not be getting news uh, from a trustworthy source. Most of the Spanish language news in this country, just like the rest of the mainstream media, is biased. And there are not very many conservative outlets for news. Please share it, post it on social media. But here you go. Here's Trump's first campaign commercial. Until next time.
1: We are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. We are a nation that has the highest inflation in over 40 years. Where the stock market just finished the worst first half of a year in more than five decades. We are a nation that has the highest energy cost in its history and we are no longer energy independent or energy dominant, which we were just two short years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for oil. We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan leaving behind dead soldiers and American citizens and $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment in the world. We are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it will only get worse. We're a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never before. We've never seen anything like this. We're a nation that no longer has a free and fair press fake news is about all you get we are a nation where free speech is no longer allowed where crime is rampant like never before where the economy has been collapsing where more people died of COVID in 2021 than in 2020 we are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon and China to use the trillions and trillions of dollars it's taken from the United States to build a military to rival our own. We are a nation that over the past two years is no longer respected or listened to all around the world. And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that, in many ways, has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hard-working patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot meet. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend, we will not break, we will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in, we will never give up, and we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down, as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again.